Hey, this is Randy Robinson, and I'm the pastor of Everyday Church. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this podcast encourages you, stretches your faith, and helps lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus. Let's do it. I was actually hoping he would not do that. This, uh, went up to him earlier before church started and said, hey, what's the, what's the order here? And uh, if he was going to say he's going to give any type of introduction, I was going to say, don't do that. Uh, just That's awkward for me. But anyways, man, mission team, y'all did awesome. Yeah. Simon, I'm sorry you did not get the extra air mattress we sent down just in case somebody didn't have one. Uh, but anyways, uh, man, you know, Heather and I, we, we love missions. You know, we consider ourselves, uh, you know, missionaries here in Florida. And it's just awesome to hear the stories of everybody who shared. Um, it's just, just awesome. So anyways, before I pray, I want to I wanna open up today, uh, maybe something a little bit different, uh, but 2 Peter 1, 3 through 11. And it says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in this world because of sinful desire. Yeah, that's pretty important we realize that, you know, that uh, there is sinful desire and it's, uh, it's corruption, it's death. Okay, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and with godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Those should sound slightly familiar, maybe worded a little bit differently, but it should sound familiar. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing... So if it's increasing, it means it's growing. You know, if those are your qualities and they're growing, listen, when, I love this. They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Pastor Johnny prayed for workers for the harvest, right? You know, mission trip, they went down to Miami. They went down there to be fruitful, to, to plant and to water and for God to make those grow. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep that in mind that we were cleansed from our former sins. Um, that's going to tie in with the fruit of the Spirit, you know, talking about gentle, gentleness and self-control. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to conform, confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way... There will be richly, richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Peter goes on to say later in this chapter, he said, I know you know these things. You know, and I'm saying that today also. I know you know these things. And he goes on to say, but, you know, I want to remind you of these qualities. And as long as I have breath, I want to remind you of these qualities. And he even goes on to say, and after I'm gone, I want you to remember these qualities. And then, you know, he, he emphasizes that, you know, in, in the being is because he wants to cultivate 
godly qualities in believers. You know, he didn't think that we just needed to, to hear a verse and make somebody feel good. He wanted to see a cultivation, a growing, a preparation of believers. He wanted to see them grow. And then 2 Peter 3.18 closes out this way. It says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day today. Lord, we thank you that we can come in here and worship. Lord, we can hear about uh, the beginning of ministries. Father, I believe that these, uh, these young folks that went down in Miami, Lord God, I believe that there's future missionaries, future pastors, future teachers. Lord God, not only on that mission team, but Lord, even the souls that they reached. Lord God, that eternity is going to be impacted for your glory because of what they did. And Lord, today as we get into your word, I pray you give us ears for hearing, a heart for understanding. Lord, help us to understand the importance of growth. And Lord, we give you, as, uh, as Peter said, glory both now and forever. And we give you all praise and glory in the wonderful, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So I am so grateful that I get to close out the series on the fruit of the Spirit. You know, I've always said that we're always producing fruit, whether you realize it or not, you're constantly producing fruit. Some of it's the really good stuff, and sometimes it's, you know, the stuff that's, that's not quite so good, it's the bad stuff. You know, the, the word addresses, and I think it's so appropriate, it, it addresses the bad fruit of the desires of the flesh or the works of the flesh. You know, I think all of us will admit to the good stuff, Right? To the good fruit. You know, and if I, if I were to ask you, if we went through all the fruit of the Spirit, said, how many of you experience love? Everybody raise your hand. You know, how many of you experience joy? You'd raise your hand. You know, peace, you know, would go on and on. You know, and in fact, all the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit, we're not afraid to post that on social media. You know, oh, here's the love. Here's the peace in my life. Here's the joy. You know, we're, we're not afraid to Share that. And, and we should. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying sometimes we claim the good stuff, but we don't acknowledge the rotten stuff. You know, that, the, the, the nastiness. You know, the, the works of the flesh. You know, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise hands, but if we went through that whole list and said, you know, probably all of us could raise our hands at one point or another. If not for now, but maybe in our past. But let's review them real quick just to see what, what Paul was talking about. I'm not going to take a lot of time to uh, review. Pastor Andy said I have a very, very strict time limit. He will cut me off and take my microphone. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to honor that, okay? So Galatians 5, 19 through 21, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, adultery, sorcery, nemity, strife, Jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. Before we get into the good stuff, I want to talk about one of the struggles I had. You know, I think it's important at, at times we hear testimonies, and, and I'm not going to spend you know, much time at all. But I was really excited when, when, when we, were, we were talking about you know, the fruit of the Spirit, pastors started texting us to say, hey, can you do this and that? I was very glad when I got 
uh, to uh, gentleness and self-control. Okay, because that was really the opposite of who I was before I became a believer. You know, I was raised in church. You know, my parents were in ministry way before I was born. You know, uh, my mom, by the time she passed, um, she had had 50 years of teaching Sunday school and youth and all kinds of other ministry. Good Kentucky mama. <clears throat> but I had an issue. When, when I was about third grade, I discovered the, the joy of fighting. And, you know, third graders, you don't do much damage, but you think you are. <laughs> and that kind of grew from, you know, some fights on the playground and all that to it kind of escalated. You know, you ever hear the expression, no, that ex escalated quickly? You know, it did. Because that's how sin is. You know, it escalates quickly. It gets out of control. And it eventually went to, and I'm not saying this to try to brag and sound like some tough guy, because I wasn't a tough guy. I was a lost guy doing stupid things. You know, but it went from, because it was the 80s and butterfly knives were cool, carrying a butterfly knife to school probably around fourth or fifth grade, still doing boneheaded stupid things, to eventually as a teenager, carrying a gun, doing stupid things. And I knew my mom prayed for me. I never doubted that for a second. But then, you know, it wasn't, and it's just good. How many of you can appreciate a praying mother? You know, praying grandparents. Uh, praying fathers and family and everybody because that's what kept me around. You know, I remember my mom saying, you know, this is after I submitted my life to Christ. And I think she, you know, she, you know, she, you know, she was, you know, just wasn't saying to make me feel bad, but she said, I, you know, I anointed everything that, that you touched, you know, your, your clothes, your shoes, your bed. She's like, I'm sorry, you just didn't get in bed and just keep on sliding out. She's like, I anointed so much. You know, I anointed your, your car. And so I realized that, you know, looking back, that my foolishness, my stupidity didn't just affect those who my anger was directed at, but it also affected those that I loved. But praise God that he, he ransomed me. You know, praise God that even though I was dead in my sin, he brought me back to life. And praise God that not only did he save me, but he changed me. And the Holy Spirit began to cultivate in me his fruit. <clears throat> you know, I love 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us of all, of all unrighteousness. Now, it doesn't just say some or a little bit, or maybe he will. It says that he will, and then he'll purify us. Philippians 1, 6 says this, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So I thank God that he's able to take this kid who was full of anger and fits of rage and begin to change him. You know, and I admit this, you know, just as we read that God had to purify me and he's still bringing it to completion. You know, the salvation was instant. You know, the, the moment I bowed down very appropriately behind a trash dumpster and I gave my life to Christ, he began that good work. He instantly forgave me, but he, he, he started doing a work. You know, that fruit started to, to grow. And some fruit, you, I may reference this a couple of times, you're, you may sometimes you're just see it happen a little faster. Just like natural crops in the natural, 
Sometimes things grow faster than other plants. And with the fruit of the Spirit, sometimes those attributes, some of those I believe will develop faster than the others. For me, it was that gentleness because I wasn't always that gentle person. But again, praise God that even though there were times that may not seem like it, he did begin that work. And he's continuing it. I went from anger and violence to gentleness and self-control. And that's why I want to I jump into the good fruit. You know, Paul says in verse 17 that, you know, it's opposed to that, to that rotten, nasty fruit. So let's take a look at Galatians 5, 22 and 23. These should be looking very familiar to you by this point. And you guys probably even say it with me, whether the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, <clears throat> patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He says, against such things there is no law. You know, when you go back and you look at the rotten fruit that he lists, he says, hey, you know, you got this stuff? You know, no kingdom of heaven. You know, but then we see here there's no law. But I want to point out the third word, it says, but the fruit, okay? So the fruit of the Spirit, it's not fruits, you know, so, and, and I'm not saying, oh, if you've said fruits, you're wrong, but I'm just, I just, for this point, I want to, I want to uh, kind of express this, it's, it's, it's the fruit, okay? So the different attributes, okay? So the Holy Spirit's not going to pick and choose what you get. You know, if, if the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, that's what He's going to give you. Again, some of it, depending on your stubbornness, <clears throat> may develop a little bit slower than others. You know, we can't separate it. We can't pick and choose. You know, we're going to get it. You know, we cannot love without joy, kind of as we, as we read out of, uh, to, to start. Uh, we can't have uh, love without joy, without peace, without patience, and so on. You know, so again, it's the fruit of the Spirit. So as we, uh, as we close out this series today, I want to look at the word gentleness. <coughs> and Paul, what he, what he, the word he uses for gentleness, it translates to usefulness that is moral excellence. Okay, and we also read in Philippians 4.8. Okay, so remember he says, you know, gentleness, you know, if that means moral excellence. And then in Philippians 4.8, we read, finally, my brothers, whatever is true, honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Okay, so I believe the development of the fruit of the Spirit, of the different attributes of the fruit, depends a lot about what we spend our time thinking about. You know, so Paul's sitting here saying, think about these things. You know, if it's good, if it's excellent, think about it. You know, I would, I would dare say that gentleness and self-control fits in that excellence category. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say the same? You know, wouldn't you say that gentleness is commendable? That it's self-control? Those are things we ought to be thinking about. But let me ask you something. You know, as we're in this cultivation process, what are you thinking about? You know, back in my, my, my bonehead days, <clears throat> music was, was a big thing to me. 
You know, I didn't have a promising rap career like Pastor Andy. <laughs> but music was a big thing. <clears throat> if me and my friends were going to do something stupid, music was playing. You know, um, those, the music would trigger angry feelings in me. And uh, so guess what? If I want to stop having those angry feelings, guess what I need to do? I need to stop that music I was listening to. You know, I had to, back in the day, kids, we had to turn a dial or, or push a button. <coughs> or we had to push fast forward or eject. You know, so I had to do that. <clears throat> you know, and then after I gave my life to Christ, still sometimes you know, we do some stupid stuff. But probably about once a year or so, I'd go back and I'd listen to some of the music I would listen to. But I thought it was okay because it was a radio edit. Okay, so I didn't have, you know, the, all the swear words were, you know, bleeped down or, you know, uh, distorted to some sort. So I thought it was okay. I was reminiscing. I wasn't thinking about the things that was pure and excellent and worthy of my time. It wasn't <clears throat> productive to the cultivation of the, the fruit. But, you know, eventually I had to smack myself and you know, say, hey, you know, hey, stupid, you know, you got, you got to stop that. You know, because I can't sit here and quote lyrics and expect anything good to come from it. And I know that probably seems like, oh, you're just nitpicking. You know, no, that's, again, it, it's our thoughts. You know, and it's, you can even look at it as a, um, as, uh, you know, when, when you're growing some, some crops or a garden or what, whatever, you may fertilize the ground. You know, but the things we think about, that's, that's going to fertilize or suffocate. Okay. So, you know, kind of another thing with, with gardening, you know, let's say you have this beautiful garden and you go over to Miss, <clears throat> Miss Becky's house and you see her beautiful landscaping, <clears throat> but you see one, <clears throat> one little weed. It doesn't look too bad. And you're like, oh, it's even kind of a, a pretty little weed. <laughs> and uh, you, you, know, you can't say, well, you know what? I'm going to leave you there because, you know, it's, you're kind of interesting. You're kind of cool. It's kind of fun, whatever. You know, you would, without even thinking, you would pluck that weed and get rid of it. And not just take off a leaf or two, you know, but you'd want to pull it up from the roots. Okay, so the same thing, our thoughts, sometimes even the, the, the good old days, <clears throat> the reminiscing, those roots, they get down there. <clears throat> the Bible describes it as a stronghold. You know, and those strongholds can get in there, and then we want to, you know, God removes those, but then we want to do things that is inviting those back in. You know, that I, I, I was doing that. You know, but you can't let that weed grow because it's going to do what? It's going to multiply, right? You know, it's not just going to stay there by itself and say, oh, I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to hang out. I'm not that bad. I'm kind of like that radio edit. You know, it's going to multiply and pretty soon your garden is going to be choked out. You know, I remember one year, you know, we were growing a garden and uh, that was kind of my thing because, you know, teaching and, you know, uh, so during the summer I'd go out and tend my garden, go lay in the hammock, read a book and fall asleep. 
But one year I got the garden planted and had to have knee surgery. And so I was out for a few weeks and went back and the garden was like, I mean, it was, looked like a jungle. You know, we still got some stuff. You know, I was, you know, rooting through the corn and there's still some beans growing up because everybody knows you got to grow those beans up the corn. But I just got a little bit. You know, uh, I found, I dug around it and I did find a few carrots. You know, the, the pumpkins, you know, the pumpkins are going to grow. I mean, they did their thing. But how much more of a harvest would I had if I would have tended and kept the weeds out? You know, so let me ask you what weeds are hanging around in your mind. You know, what's battling that, that gentleness and self-control from growing? You know, is it bitterness of something that has happened to you or anger towards someone who maybe has offended you? Or maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's not even something that was done or that was offensive, but it was just those memories of the good old days. You know, the, you know and it's evident when you get weeds like anger, it's, you know, that, that's, that's, that should be pretty plain. You know, but sometimes, again, those good memories of when we are dead in our sins and it distracts us from what God wants to do in our life, what God's working to do, that cultivation, and it distracts us. You know, uh, you know there's some songs that I could listen to that they don't trigger me. But then there's other songs that as soon as I go back to it, you know, that's, that's my, that's my, that's the weeds in my life is that music. Cause it, you know, it takes me back to where the days where if someone just stared at me, I was ready to go, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and all the other nonsense, you know, it's distractions, you know, we have to be careful and guard our hearts and our minds. You know, that's why I pray for my boys, you know, every day, you know, guard their hearts and minds. Because, you know, the enemy wants to get in there and we know what he does when he gets in our minds. He's not like that cute little nice weed. It may come to us and appear to be something good, but it's not. So if you want the spirit to cultivate the good stuff in your life, you have to stop feeding the weeds. And that takes something we're told we do not need to do or need to have nowadays, and that's self-control. You know, so for me to let that attribute of gentleness develop, I had to exercise some self-control. Not only with the stuff I listened to or the stuff I did or didn't do, but even times when, and not saying that I'm perfect, because, you know, like Paul said, not that I have obtained it, but, you know, I push forward, you know, towards that prize that Christ Jesus has, has set before me. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know, there are still times when I, when I lose my patience, usually when I'm driving. Uh, Heather, I won't tell the story about Father's Day and the parking lot incident. That was years ago. I was, I was, a, I was a babe in Christ. But, you know, sometimes we have to just stop and have self-control. Psalms chapter 1, Psalm 1 has always been one of my favorite books of the Bible. And you, you've maybe even heard me uh, quote this before. But it says, blessed. You know, so blessed is happy. Because, you know, nowadays, you know, we don't have to have self-control because we're told, just do whatever makes you happy. <clears throat> you know, if this or that makes you happy, makes you feel good, do it. Nothing wrong with it. You know, it's all about being happy. But the Bible tells us different because Psalm 1 says, blessed, which translates to happy, is the man who walks, in the count, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates on it day and night. 
You know, so not only are we not only need to not feed the weeds, but we need to water and fertilize the fruit that we want to produce. Remember, we, we, we read in uh, Philippians, you know, think about these things. You know, whatever is good, whatever is pure. You know, we, we have got to think about those things. And, and it's easy to sit around, especially on social media. My goodness, you know, I've never been a huge fan, but this summer, oh, I tell you what, I've been looking at some social media stuff and it just, you know, I, I just feel like my blood pressure going up. I start getting angry. And I just get in, you know, I think, man, if I can get my hands on somebody, you know, so I got to learn, hey, you know, I got, I got, but I need to, I need to put on some worship music because this is starting to, you know, making my blood boil. You know, so we got to, we have to meditate on God's word. And, and I think it's a shame that we've lost the meaning of meditation. When we hear meditation now, we think of the new age and, you know, people sitting around look cross-legged, humming with their fingers, you know, and all that, that nonsense. <laughs> but man, meditating, thinking about his word. Amen. You know, in this day and age, we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about getting in the word, about spending time with the, with the father. You know, because if, if, we, if we can't fill our minds with, with the garbage, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is, if you're lacking gentleness in your life or self-control in your life, you know, you have to be intentional and say, God, you know, hey, you know, this is, this is my weakness. You know, give me wisdom. You know, James chapter one says, if any of you lack wisdom to ask him, he'll give it to you generously. You know, is there anything in my life that is a distraction that's getting my thoughts off from you, that's getting my, my actions away from you? You know, that's, uh, that's you know, uh, rooted. What, you know, there's strongholds in my life that's, you know, uh, causing this lack of self-control, you know, or gentleness, you know, whichever it may be, or any of the other fruits. I mean, because it's all, this applies to all of them, all of the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, so... Uh, we cannot expect healthy spiritual fruit to grow in our lives if we're not doing our part to cultivate them. Because you know, since the Word says that, that he who began a good work will finish it, he'll carry it on until the day of completion, he's doing his part, but we can't do things to try to hinder that. You know, we, you know, we need to be intentional. You know, we need to make sure we're living that Psalm 1 life. Because if you go on in, in Psalm chapter 1, you know, you see more cultivation. Because, you know, it says he'll be like a tree that's planted by the uh, rivers of waters and his fruit will not, his leaf will not wither in season and produce fruit. You know, so get, get in Psalm 1, it's, you know, what, five verses, six verses? You know, I, I think you can probably memorize that. You know, it, it's a, if, if you don't, if you... You know, don't have a real strong habit of reading the word yet, and you're looking for a place to start, and you're like, you know, I'd like to memorize the word. Because, you know, the Bible says, you know, you know, I will hide your word in my heart so I will not sin against you. Start at Psalm chapter 1. That's, that, that's, a, that's my, uh, my pro tip for the day. You know, meditate on his word. Don't just pick a favorite verse and stop there. You know, or, you know, you, you just see that that daily verse posted on Facebook, and that's enough for you. You know, get hungry and, and, and dive into it. 
You know, if we want to really, truly allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate the fruit in our lives, we need to ensure that we're truly submersing ourselves in the Word. Adrian, can you come up and do your thing? <laughs> but Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10 through 15. I know this, you know this is kind of going to be long here, but I think there's some good stuff here. You know, a lot of times we hear verses and we can even quote them, but sometimes we aren't too sure even what, what's after those, or we, maybe we, we just don't get there. But it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall do what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Who's heard that before? Amen. We all have, right? And the, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You should teach them diligently to your children or your grandchildren or your friends or your loved ones or whoever it is you have in contact with. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. Man, that sounds like he's talking about all day, every day. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You know, I don't know if any of you have ever ever seen, you know, maybe, you know, if you're watching something in, in Israel or on Jewish culture and you see like, you know, they have like a something wrapped around their, their arm or that, you know, the something strapped to their forehead. It's reminders, you know, based on this. To, to pray and to talk and to tell. So we've, we've, we've heard that. Let's dig in a little bit deeper. It says in verse 10, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that He swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you, with great and good cities that you did not build, houses full of good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. And when you eat and you, when you are full, Take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt in the house of slavery. You know, so as we're going through life, we need to make sure that we have His Word in our minds and our hearts, that we're, you know, we're digging, we're learning, we're growing. And we have to, invert, like in verse 12, take care lest you forget. You know, it would be so easy sometimes because life is so busy. And it's not always even bad things. You know, it's not always, you know, I know I, I, I may knock social media a lot. You know, or I may knock, you know, the, the, the stupidity in the way I used to live. But it's not even always the bad things. Sometimes it's, <clears throat> it's just the good things that, that gets in, in the way sometimes. Time, you know, eats our time up. But we have to be careful that we don't forget that the Lord who brought us out of slavery. It may not have been Egypt, but we all have our proverbial Egypt or land of slavery. For me, it was anger. <clears throat> for, for others, it, it may be some sort of a, you know, addiction. You know, it could be lustful thoughts. We, 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 there's a whole list of things that we started the series with. But what was your house of slavery? What was that thing that where you were bound? 
And sometimes those little weeds are trying to pop back up. But we can't forget. He goes on to say in verse 14, you shall not go after other gods and the gods of the people who are around you. As we're kind of on that track of thinking, I want you to ask yourself, what other gods are you pursuing? What is the distractions? You know, a lot of questions like that today. But what are the, and I like, I like this, the gods of the people around you. What are other people putting out there that you're spending more time thinking about? And you're wondering, God, where's that? Where, you know, I, I see this attribute of the fruit, but where's these other attributes? Why aren't they growing? I want to close taking a look at the word cultivate. So when you look at the definition of, of cultivate, it says to prepare and use land for crops or gardening. And the second definition is to acquire or develop a quality, sentiment, or skill. So in our quest to become more like Christ, because you know that's what we're we're called to do is be Christ-like. You know, to be to go and make disciples. You know, I like the, the last picture in the video you showed, Pastor Andy. You know, to go and make disciples. You know, when you think about all the fruit of the Spirit, can you do what we're called to do? Because not everybody is called to go to Miami. Not everybody's called to go overseas. <clears throat> Not everybody's called to go to some city you've never seen or heard of. <clears throat> but everybody's called to go somewhere. But how can we go, whether it's our workplace, be that a factory, a hospital, working at a grocery store, you know, hanging out with our friends and enjoying retirement, how can we be effective disciples without the fruit? You know, what kind of fruit or what kind of witness is it if I'm telling somebody how much God loves them, then I'm, you know, wanting to, you know, fight somebody else because, you know, they cut me off in traffic. <clears throat> so as the Holy Spirit, bring that, that cultivate back up. As the Holy Spirit is cultivating that us, He's preparing us and using us to prepare and to grow crops. In other words, a harvest. Remember Pastor Johnny talked about that? You know, so there's things that if we want to effectively let those grow, we need to, we need to change the way we think and the things we're doing. And then if we want to acquire, develop the quality of the Spirit, that's another way of saying the fruit of the Spirit. We need to get in the Word. Submit ourselves. You know, everybody wants to quote and say, you know, resist the devil and he shall flee, but you know, that's impossible if you don't do the first part of that, and that's submit. So let's go ahead, let's, let's pray.
Father, we thank you for this day today. Lord, we thank you for your word that we've been able to look at the last few weeks. Holy Spirit, as we've been talking about your fruit, the good stuff that you want to produce in our lives, I ask, Lord God, that maybe there's some weeds that we need to pick out. Maybe there's some hurt and pain that others have caused, or maybe that we've even caused ourselves. Maybe there's things that we spend too much time thinking about. <coughs> Whether it's the past, or even if it's something that doesn't appear to be evil, but it distracts us from you. I pray that you will reveal that to us. <coughs> I pray that we will do what we can to prepare the the, 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 the soil of our heart for you to grow and produce the fruit that you want to grow. And that's not just for our benefit, but Father God, for the benefits of the lost. And I'm not going to ask for like anybody, a show of hands or, or anything, but I want you to take a moment and just ask the Father, you ask the Holy Spirit, what, what is in my life? Is there anything? Search me. Reveal to me things that need to change. Any weeds that may be in my life. Memories I may be holding on to. Things that's consuming my, my thoughts and my time that have become an idol who have taken the place of you. And if you feel like he's revealing something to you, the next step would be to ask him to give you the strength to do what you need to do. Whether it's changing a habit, changing a friendship or a relationship, or like me, changing music that you listen to. What's hindering the growth And I don't want to sound harsh, but you know, if you're at the same place you were five years ago, or two years ago, or even a year ago, it means there's some there's a lack of growth, there's stagnation. And Father, I, I just want to ask this morning, Father, as, as we leave here, Lord, that the things that were revealed, maybe some people heard an exact uh, issue they need to deal with. But Lord, I pray that you'll give us the strength, Father, to change what needs to be changed in our lives. Holy Spirit, that we may see the, your fruit grow in our lives so we can impact your kingdom. And Father, I pray for Pastor Andy and Miss Katie as they wrap up this, this month of what was meant to be relaxation. Lord, I pray for, even though they may not have received every moment of re relaxation that, that they had hoped, Father, I pray that the few moments that they did will be multiplied, Lord, that they'll be refreshed, 
with the fresh vision for you, energy for you, Father. We thank you and praise you. Pray for safety and protection as we live, leave here. Give you all praise and glory and wonderful mighty name of Jesus. Amen. On behalf of Pastor Randy and the entire staff at Everyday Church, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. For more information on the church, please visit us at everydaychurch.xyz.